the second lecture in the chapter on grouping, which is called The Myth of Being Alone. Then God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Genesis chapter two, verse 18. I sit right on the borderline between introvert and extrovert. As dean of a cathedral, there are days when I am surrounded by people. By the end of one of those days, I long to be alone. Sometimes I will rush up to the chapel on the third floor for a few precious moments of silence and then descend with eagerness to meet the next beautiful soul. I love both being alone and I love being with people, but it is essential that I find a balance between the two or I can find myself overwhelmed and exhausted. Today is a rare Sabbath Saturday. I am home alone. My kids are all busy and out. I have an entire day to myself. I looked forward to it immensely Time to write, time to rest, time to pray and clean and do all the other errands I've been putting off. But as the day wears on, I find myself longing for my family and my friends. I am lonely and the day isn't even over yet. I would make a terrible hermit. When I think of a truly prayerful person, I have always imagined a contemplative someone who spends a lot of time alone. Getting to know God seems like a solitary occupation to me. Prayer involves silence and listening, and that takes alone time. The most devout people are people who are comfortable being alone with God. I think of Jesus alone in the desert, Moses alone with God on Mount Sinai, Elijah hearing the still small voice alone on a mountain. Most visions and revelations happen when someone is alone, so it must be better to be alone, more holy, or is it? The scripture is clear from the very beginning that God did not think it was good for us to be alone. We were created in the image of God as male and female together, together not alone. God says that when two or three are gathered, God is in the midst of them, not when you are alone, when you are with someone. When God formed the first human in the story of the Garden of Eden, God observed that the human and was alone and then stated quite clearly, it is not good for Adam to be alone. So why do we assume that the holiest, most prayerful people must spend lots of time alone? It is, is it really the only way to be holy? The only way to find God? Before Jesus began his ministry, he deliberately spent time alone in the desert. When he was alone was when he was tempted by the devil. After this period of temptation, Jesus returned to minister to people, and though from time to time he went out alone to pray, the remainder of his life was spent in the company of others. Jesus' ministry occurred in the presence of people.
people to heal, people to listen when he preached, people to teach. God manifested the incarnation by sending someone to be with us so that we would not be alone. I think we must reevaluate our notion that it is better to be alone. Not better, just different. Being alone can be a deepening time with God, but being in the presence of others can do that as well. If you are more extroverted and find it hard to be alone for hours on end, you are not more or less holy. You are just who you are. We were made in the image of God in the company of others because God is relationship. God in the form of the Trinity is all about companionship and communion and harmony between persons. To be alone with God is not really to be alone, for you have God for company. We are never really alone. Writes Michael John Talbot, it's true. Solitude, silence, and stillness help us connect to God. But God doesn't intend that we take such spiritual riches and keep them to ourselves and hoard them away. Intimacy with God becomes a prelude to intimacy with and service to others.